The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you. Hello, Fire Whiskers. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Debt of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. And try to stay on topic. Which is easier said than done. Without further ado, here's this week's chapter of The Debt of Time. Hello, and welcome to Fire Whiskey and Honey. No. The whole- Cancelled. <laughs> Cancelled. We're in Orlando on this day, even if we're not going to House of Mouse. No, this will be my fourth trip to Orlando, and I have never been to Walt Disney World. Maybe we can try and do, like, breakfast at Disney World or something on Sunday, if we can do it early enough. Mm. Yeah, because I have to drive my butt home, and I have to be at work the next day, so I need to get home at a decent time, thank you very much. We also have to take our asses to the airport, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we'll just do, we'll find like an early place to do breakfast. And I mean, I don't care if I get dropped off at the airport early. I'll just entertain my child somehow. I'll just we can walk sit around together. Yeah. yeah. Our yeah. flights are almost at the same time, so yeah. that's fine. I, anyway, we're all together for real in life, in real life. Yeah, when this, this is live. Time, uh, yeah, when this is live, we will all be together. Well, shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the thing I was going to say. But I am going to knock on wood anyway. Um, because it's all going to work out. Because it Bad has Claire. to. Bad because Claire, shut we up. have... Shut up. Shut no, up. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, if Claire wants to talk, let's just, like, talk about what she wants to talk about. Because I wrote down, like, three things that she wants yes. to talk about. So let's distract her mind. Good. So first things. AGT. Okay, so, yeah, Claire wants to talk about female wedgies, AWT, and AGT. So pick one. Okay. Yes. So, actually, we're going to start with female wedgies so do you mean camel toes i do except somebody in my life the other day referred he was they were like oh wedgies in your vagina (gasps) they're veggies no (laughs) (laughs) that brings a whole other whole other meeting to eat your veggies oh no but yes highly encouraged (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> eating your veggies both ways always encouraged always a good time it's great for your health <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay so that leads into uh we have discussed ways to make additional money in this time of horror where inflation is at eight percent nine percent um gas prices are finally going down thank god uh i saw gas for 366 the other day and it wasn't even at sam's club it was at a walt well it was at a walmart but still um so that was exciting uh but in the event that you do need to make money um i have found there are two things that you can sell number one uh if you have access to 90s victoria's secret slips oh my god I know. Hannah Beth is tired of hearing about this. You can fucking sell them for like $80 now. If they have the gold label, they go for so much fucking money, it's ridiculous. 
because and they're still in like really good condition it's i bought one it wasn't 80 dollars, but it's really nice and i like it and i feel pretty but anyway so you can tell she talked to you about this i this is like the fourth time this week i've heard about these okay it's it's a tiktok <laughs> thing some fucking cottage core fairy you know what i like about having hannah beth in this like friendship group is she has to hear about things <laughs> that i would normally have to hear about so that it takes all the crap off of me so i like this well it's because hannah beth and i both work from home and you work in an office and can't have your phone on yeah, you, so i so, have to talk to somebody exactly so that's why i like this because then i don't have to hear about it no offense <laughs> i literally but. texted the group the other day and i'm like i don't know what to do with my life i just got my first <laughs> bikini wax in like 10 months and normally I call Kat as soon as it's over so that I can bitch to her about how much it hurt because I would do that every four weeks last time and it would just be like hey guess what got a full Brazilian still wanted to punch her in the face but I didn't can you please give me a gold star for not <laughs> like actually so it wasn't that bad this time I think it's I think it was just I think it was so terrible because I started right around the time I got pregnant and then the next time I went was right after I stopped being pregnant. And now that I have a normal, non-pregnant, hormone-filled body, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it, it was still terrible. They're still ripping hair out of your... <laughs> but I feel like, like it was my bad. pain scale was already so skewed that I feel like going through childbirth without drugs has so totally fucked up my schedule. Like, my not my schedule, my, has so totally fucked up my general perception of what normal amounts of pain for things yes. is that i'm yes. just like yeah but it's not that bad like whatever like yeah this but in my experience was 10, so yeah but in yeah. my experience and i don't mean this how it might sound my but i've noticed that Harry the Potter. people who wax you who are from another country are always harder on you than the americans that wax you because they are just like whatever pain whatever pain but the americans <laughs> you can are suck like it up. Do you okay, know how bad things are yeah. in my country <laughs> yeah and like the people that are from america that wax you they're like okay i know this is gonna hurt one two three eh. but then when you get like because my lady she's from czech so she just uh, uh, uh. <laughs> just those, like those those uh eastern block yeah, yeah. those eastern europeans they, they just... are tough cookies yeah uh-huh Th they also don't give a fuck about your pain nope. because they're no, like they do don't you know what it's like to live in a formerly soviet country i do i promise everything you're going through is a hundred times easier than the shit i went through <laughs> and they're right <laughs> see that's the same thought i have about like my pain scale's fucked up because it's not labor. Like, <laughs> see, mine got skewed because obviously I had the epidural for labor, but afterwards there was a um, <clears throat> scar tissue, and they're like, "Oh, oh. we're just gonna take this off real quick. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna use cool. silver nitrate, and it'll just burn it off real fast." No, mm -mm. they didn't fucking numb me. Mm -mm. I have a whole soapbox about that, but I also, before mm. getting pregnant, had had a couple of ovarian cysts rupture, uh, and yeah, I yeah. would like to point out, if having a baby was a 10, the cysts are still a 9. Like, oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thanks to the epidural, baby was probably about mm, a solid 7 or 8. Um, That's right. Silver nitrate was a 10. Yeah. Maybe a 12. Actually, yeah. having the baby was a 9. The placental complications was a 10. 
<laughs> no. Ah, damn it, baby jar, baby jar, baby jar. Okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like make it rain, make it rain. Singles. Yeah, see, I, I'm too poor to do that shit. I just got to make it hail, just like chuck quarters. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway. What's ATW, man? What is that? So. Um, oh, God. Nothing as I was saying. That. Yes. So back to how we're making money in inflation era. I mentioned Victoria's Secret Slopes. And now I'm going to mention the other thing that we have talked about now three times is um, <clears throat> selling underwear. Uh, ATW. So uh, a friend of mine does OnlyFans, and I follow her alternate Facebook profile uh, just to be supportive, (laughs) and also just because I find it really fascinating. But in addition to having an OF link, she also had an ATW link, and she didn't have anything listed for sale, but I was like, what the fuck is ATW? And I clicked on it. ATW is short for All Things Worn. Not only can you sell underwear, which, by the way, is usually listed with worn for 24 hours and wore at gym Ew. as a extra there. Uh, people also sell socks and also will list that they wore them for an hour and a half at the gym. So if you are not comfortable selling panties, apparently you can sell your socks. I could get on board with that. <laughs> I wonder if but, they. Uh, and by the I way, wonder w- when if they I would laugh, buy my old point shoes that definitely were worn for like weeks. Maybe, possibly. That I want to make, make it... so much money on. I have boxes of old point shoes. Yes, I want to make it clear that when I'm laughing at this, I'm not laughing because I think it's funny and dumb. I'm laughing because I am it's amazed genius. that people buy this stuff, and it's fucking genius that you can sell it. But because apparently there's some countries where like you cannot sell used underwear, it's considered illegal. But that that is not the case in the United States. So um, if you would like to sell underwear or socks, you are able to do so. Can I ask how much they're selling it for? Because uh, like per pair, underwear was selling between eighteen and thirty dollars, depending on how nice the underwear was. Okay, I was going to ask: Was there a level of underwear niceness? To yes, it, like, and and a lot of a lot of the versus... underwear came with photos between like mid thigh and mid stomach to show what the underwear looked like. Um, but <laughs> Anna Beth is so suddenly creepy. less on board. <laughs> it's just I'll send pictures of my feet in socks. You can do that. Or point I shoes. Would love to, I like seriously my feet look in socks. I, it's like the Disney mm-hmm. princess feet where they don't have toes. It just makes me happy. I, I for real want to know if you can sell. I'm serious. I have boxes of old point shoes. We will. We will find out. <laughs> and those anyway are not cheap. Uh, no, no, they are not. <sighs> I remember the first time my dad took me to buy a pair of point shoes. He's like, hey, "Can't you buy a cheaper pair?" And I'm like, "This is the cheap pair." <laughs> Yeah, these $75 ones that fit my feet, those are the cheap ones. Yeah, I think mine ranged between like $55 and $65. My dad was like, yeah. Well, yeah. You wear what, Gaynor Mendons? No, I wore Freed. Mm. I did, um, fuck, it started with an S. I can't remember, like Sasha or something. It's not Sasha, but something like that. You know what I'm thinking of. Anyway, nobody cares about the names of point shoe companies. But what they do care about is the death of time. Uh, and everybody's super hyped for season nine, book four. So let's go ahead and get started with that cat. What happened was... <laughs> and out comes the note. I love how you just see the notebook come out. It makes me happy every time. 
Well, it helps me remember. I mean, that's why that's why it was purchased for you. Yes. I mean, that and because I had no idea what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> it's hard shopping well, for people over the age of 30. It is. I will, send you, I will send you my Venmo. That's what you can get me for Christmas. <laughs> I mean. Noted. I will send you. <laughs> no judgment. Yeah, I'm going to need my own baby jar. Mine's really a baby jar. Anyways, so I did this very quickly, so I was skimming. So forgive me if I missed anything, but, you know. So, she's Maya again. Yes. Ha ha ha. So, Sirius and Maya kind of had, like, this whole, like, why'd you leave me? And she's like, you didn't... I didn't leave you, you left me kind of thing. So they got to this, like, anger thing, and then they got to this, like, passion moment. And then Harry kind of, like, he didn't really walk in on them, but I don't know how else to say it. So, like, he walked in. He was just kind of standing there. He was just like, yeah. Like. In the background. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just, like, standing there, and then he's like, Hermione? Oh, crap. So then I guess Remus like tried to explain it to him and I guess he got some truth but not really the whole truth and nothing but but got some of it. And then I guess they eventually were like, you know what, maybe it should come from Maya. Maybe she should explain this to him. So they had like their little moment and I guess he didn't really get that much in depth with it because I guess he reminded her too much of Jamie. And she kind of got, like, a little bit emotion emotion. So, yeah. If emotion, I left anything emotion. out. <laughs> I like it. Yes. <sighs> All right. Into chapter 128, Indulge Me. September 20th, 1998. Just as the sun was peeking in through the windows of Sirius's bedroom, Maya opened her eyes. The memories of the last day were fresh in her thoughts as she breathed in the familiar scent on her pillow. Grass, parchment, and leather. It helped settle her nerves as she fought through the onslaught of emotion when she had to remind herself that James and Lily were gone. She took another deep breath before turning to the warm body beside her, smiling sadly. Gone but not forgotten. She affectionately ran her fingers through Harry's hair before hovering over him to inspect his features. She knew that people had always told Harry that he looked exactly like James, except for the eyes, of course, but now, looking at him, he was actually a perfect blend of his parents. Maya desperately wanted to find old pictures from the years she'd missed, Lily's pregnancy, Harry's birth, and any photo of the boy when he was little. He was still her Harry, her best friend, who she had missed dearly, but he was also James's son. He was her nephew, he was family, and she missed the first eleven years of his life, years she had been looking forward to seeing before the time-turner went haywire and started a countdown. Feeling bittersweet, she sighed and kissed Harry's forehead. Hermione, Harry mumbled sleepily. Hmm? This is weird. Indulge me, she said with a quiet laugh. I had a rough night. Besides, I was really looking forward to watching you grow up. Maya had to suppress the urge to cry as Harry opened his eyes to reveal achingly familiar emerald depths. You did watch me grow up. You grew up with me, 
She frowned and continued to rake her fingers through his hair. You know what I mean. You're a lot more affectionate than you were yesterday, Harry observed. Kind of had to be, she said, shrugging. I was always one for hugs, of course, but Jamie had issues with getting into people's personal space, and Sirius was no better. I think he really missed you. Maya smiled. I really missed him, too. Harry raised an eyebrow in confusion. What? I thought, I mean, weren't you just with him? Younger him? Yesterday? Yes, but I missed the older Sirius, she tried to explain. Harry, did they tell you what happened when I pulled Sirius from the veil? He nodded. Provoked your soul bond. Her eyes widened slightly. So you know how I feel about Sirius. You love him? More than anything, she admitted quietly, her bottom lip quivering. And yesterday, or at least yesterday to you, I loved him then too. She remembered how an older Sirius Black kissed her sweetly in the library and pleaded with her to be happy, leaving promises for explanations about their bond for the following morning. Following morning. Today. Today was the day after her 19th birthday, though she hardly needed any explanations about bonds now. Really? Harry asked, surprised. Mm-hmm. And then I got sent back in time and had to deal with a bratty, arrogant, and incredibly needy 11-year-old who took up all the space on the sofa in the common room, made me buy him cauldron cakes on the train, and picked fights with Slytherins that got us all into trouble. She laughed, making Harry grin. Constantly in trouble, that boy. I very much missed the older Sirius for a long time. Harry started to shift awkwardly, lying next to her. He sat up and ran a hand through his hair as though he were attempting to fix it, which, of course, accomplished nothing. We should go down to breakfast. I doubt he slept well after last night. Good, Maya said, bitingly. Miserable son of a bitch left me. She shrugged when Harry turned to stare at her incredulously. What? I can love him and still be incredibly pissed off, which I am. If we owned a doghouse, he'd be sleeping in it, in human form. A teasing grin tugged at Harry's lips. Are you sure you're still Hermione? Yes, it's just... Now I don't hold back as much. The more you live, the fewer fucks you give. And I've lived an additional eight years, you know. Don't I look good for my age? She asked with a wink. Harry's face... I need that stitched on a pillow. What? The more you live, the fewer fucks you give. That's... That needs to be stitched on a pillow or something. It really does. Accurate. Harry's face turned red as he looked her over, but then he grimaced. Well, if you weren't gross before because you were like my sister, you're definitely gross now because you're my... Merlin, Hermione, you're my aunt. They both, both burst into loud laughter. I did mother you quite a bit at Hogwarts, she said in between giggles. Fair enough. Harry smiled before sobering. I think you should go and see Sirius. You're all right with it? He nudged her side gently and shrugged. I'll live. Maya sighed and reached out to brush the hair from his forehead again, whispering, Boy who lived.
man who lived despite his godfather snugging his snug. God damn it. So close. So close. <clears throat> man who lived despite his godfather snogging his best mate. Harry corrected her cheekily. Maya snorted and shook her head, figuring that it was best to leave him thinking that it was just snogging for the time being. If she remembered correctly, Harry was never the one to be comfortable with public displays of affection, something he would certainly need to get over very soon. I love you, Harry Potter. I love you, Hermione Gr- Wait, you're a Potter now, aren't you? Yes, she replied, looking down at the duplicate Potter bracelet she wore on her wrist. The original bracelet, of course, had been left to Lily. If we were at Hogwarts and I pulled out the map, what would it say your name is? Maya Potter, she answered easily. That's what it legally is. When Mom and Dad, or your grandparents, legally adopted me, I became Maya Potter. I might change it to Hermione Potter, though. Technically speaking, Maya has always just been a nickname. I don't expect you to call me it. Harry looked visibly relieved at the news. She knew that her rebirth as Maya Potter would be difficult for a lot of people, herself included, and she aimed to make the transition as smooth as possible. Also, quick pause, my husband is watching Harry Potter order the phoenix. I can tell because I just heard Umbridge's theme. <laughs> That's hilarious. I had a friend in, when I was in high school. Um, there's a humongous dance competition that has some options for you to do like first like new choreographed stuff she did a um modern ballet piece to umbridge's theme nice with a like a pink um <laughs> like suit it was adorable that's anyway, fun it was so it's super fun i'll have to find a video of it somewhere really the only people who would are probably sirius and remus so you're okay with being a potter Harry asked her. You don't want to stay a Granger? Maya frowned, thinking of her muggle parents. Harry, my muggle parents died years ago. I know to you it was just a few months ago that I was sobbing in the other room because I couldn't retrieve their memories. But I've mourned them, and I was given a gift, a second chance, a second family, and I loved them dearly. Charles and Doria Potter were my parents just as much as Richard and Helen Granger. But Richard and Helen Granger were muggles who raised a muggle-born witch and couldn't understand our world. Charles and Doria Potter were my... my magical parents. My blood belongs to the Grangers, but my magic, my bond, belongs with the Potters. I am a Potter, and very proud to be one. Harry nodded in acceptance and grinned. I love you, Hermione Potter. When they walked down to the kitchen to find Remus sitting at the small table reading the prophet, Maya rushed forward and hugged him from behind, wrapping her arms around his neck. He laughed, craning his neck to look up at her. Good morning, love. Remus, is that food? Maya asked, glancing down at a bowl that was sitting in front of an empty chair. He grinned. Tea and porridge with berries, just the way you like it. You made it. With suspicion and disbelief, she sat down in the chair and poked at the food with a spoon, as though she were waiting for something to crawl out of it. Remus briefly scowled. I had to learn sometime. Andromeda's been teaching me. 
Maya nodded and took a bite of her breakfast, chewing slowly before finally letting a pleasant smile spread across her face. This is so good. I'm impressed. She grinned proudly at him and took a long sip of her tea. Oh, you beautiful man. I could kiss you. His wife might have a problem with that. Harry snorted as he attached a letter to his new owl's leg by the open window. The bird took flight and Harry turned around to catch Maya's mischievous smile as she snatched a piece of bacon off of Remus's plate, which, for anyone else, would have garnered, at the very least, a growl from the man. Remus pushed the plate closer to her, silently offering another helping, as he said, Unlikely. Dora's been looking forward to meeting Maya for years. Really? She looked up, anxiously. I'm nervous to see her. Is it weird that I'm nervous? It'll be fine. He reached out and patted her arm. She nodded, still slightly worried, and finished off the tea in her cup. When will Tonks come? A thought occurred to her. And Teddy! Oh, Merlin, I get to see Teddy. Where's my little godson? Your godson? Harry narrowed his eyes playfully. Remus eyed Maya with a grin. And what on earth makes you think that you are my son's godmother? She laughed and rolled her eyes as she stood up to deposit the now empty bowl into the sink. Oh, please, I am so that boy's godmother. Cracking a small smile, Remus said, We wanted to wait to ask you until you were, well, Maya again. She held in her excitement for as long as she could, but a celebratory squeal escaped from her throat as she rushed into Remus's arms. Oh, thank you, Remus. I can't wait to see him. She gushed, completely overjoyed. Then she pulled out of Remus's arms and promptly smacked him hard on the chest. Ow! What was that for? For every time in the past eight, or... I guess, 30 years, when you said you'd never have children. Do you know how hard it was for me to refrain from throttling you back then? You'd go on a tangent about your lycanthropy, and all I could see was a sweet blue-haired baby. Think Merlin Sirius punched you that day, she said, reminding Remus of the day he discovered Tonks' pregnancy. Shaking his head in amusement, he smiled gratefully as he leaned forward and kissed her cheek. Thank you for putting up with me for all those years. Remus, you look different, Harry commented. Younger? Healthier? Maya smiled brightly. It's the pack bond. I suppose me being back has strengthened it. The magic gets stronger when there's more of us around Remus. It's healing. Harry inclined his head thoughtfully. Sirius was telling me about that last night. How did you... How did you become a pack? Remus smiled and leaned against the counter. In our fifth year at Hogwarts, Fenrir Greyback infiltrated this school in order to kidnap me. He was very nearly successful, but Maya, Sirius, and your dad found out and came to my rescue. They attacked Greyback, and I was able to break free of his hold over me. Well, Padfoot and I tried, Maya said, shrugging her shoulders. Prongs really did a number on him, though and he wouldn't let anyone forget it for months afterward. Harry's eyes widened. Greyback, the one who originally bit you? He asked Remus. The werewolf that Malfoy killed in the war? I'd almost forgotten about that, Maya muttered. Remind me to send you a thank you letter to Draco later. Harry startled. For killing someone? For killing Fenrir Greyback, she emphasized. 
I would have skinned the wolf alive if he'd survived to meet me this time around. Harry stared at her, looking taken aback. Wait, you said Padfoot and Prongs. Do you mean that they were in their animagus form when they fought Greyback? Yes, Maya confirmed. We were. Harry's eyes widened and he grinned. You're a... Bloody hell, Hermione, you're an animagus. What are you? I'll show you later, she promised with a chuckle, turning around and flicking her wand to summon a quill and parchment. She leaned on the counter as she began making a list. Right now, there are things that need to be taken care of. I need to get with someone about, well, bringing myself back from the dead, I suppose. Somehow we need to figure out how to legally merge Hermione Granger and Maya Potter into one person, one life. I'll need to go shopping at some point. I need someone to go to an apothecary and buy stewed aconite sprigs. I do it myself, but there's not enough time if I'm going to get your wolfsbane potion for the next full moon. She was cut off by Remus, who had taken her into his arms tightly, kissing her head and spinning her around. Ah! Mooney! You are the best friend I've ever had, and I have missed you so much, he declared, as he set her down back on her feet. Good. She grinned at him. Then you can go and do the shopping for me. I don't think I'm ready to go outside yet, she admitted, her smile breaking a touch. If I run into someone I know, I, I don't know how I'll react. I know we need to tell people, but I don't even know where to start. Ron and Ginny would be a good place, Harry suggested. Maya blinked a few times, almost as though the thought had not even occurred to her. I, I suppose. I'd thought to get the whole Weasley family out of the way at the same time, considering they'll all have about a thousand questions, but Ron will be quite put out if he isn't told separately, won't he? Harry agreed. You know how he is. Yes. Maya said, feeling bad that she had actually forgotten. Being around Arthur so much had all but recalibrated Weasley tempers in her mind. Arthur was on one far end of the spectrum, with Ron at the other. And while I tolerated it before, maybe after Ron and Ginny we could just call an order meeting? I'd like Andromeda, Narcissa, and Draco to be there as well. Harry furrowed his brows. Why? I mean, I get Andromeda, but the Malfoys? They're family. Maya said firmly. Harry, you know that Narcissa was a black before she married Lucius. But she did marry Lucius, and he was a death eater, he reminded her. You want to invite the Malfoys to an order meeting? I know technically Malfoy was a spy, but they weren't entirely on our side. Not like... There are no longer sides, Harry, Maya said, cutting him off. The war is over, the Malfoys are family, and my word is final. Is that clear? Harry was left speechless. He briefly looked to Remus for help, but was offered none. Maya knew that she had reprimanded him over the years, but there had always been a softness behind it. Ever since the Firebolt incident in their third year, she had often worried that if she pushed him too far, he would stop being her friend. Now, however, he was not just her best friend, he was family, and Harry could stomp his feet all he liked, but he would never be rid of her now. Because of that, and due to years of thinning patience, thanks to James and Sirius, Maya's tone brokered no argument. Is that clear? she repeated. Harry looked shamefaced. I'm sorry, Hermione, I... old habits. And then, very unlike Hermione, who would continue to drive the point home long after he had clicked, Maya dropped the subject and smiled at him. Whew! Look, it's me in my teenage years versus me in my thirties.
<laughs> Cat nose. Yes, Claire, I get it. Okay, but yes, Claire, I get it. Okay, but yes, Claire, we get it. Yeah. Okay. I'll just keep the Pretty rest of much. my facts <laughs> to myself. Yes. 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 One of the things that, remember how when you asked me how me and a certain hippie were talking about the things you don't do anymore? That is one of them. Yeah. Growth. Yeah. Yay! You're like a little flower. I mean, you do fact dump on me, but I like it, so... Yeah, like, <laughs> for me, I think a big part of it is imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that you kn- I'm not just being a dick I want you to know that I am right and I'm not just saying this to be an asshole oops yes <laughs> but you were a little bit like how Hermione is portrayed in the movies like I know everything and like oh, blah 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 I have yearbooks that people signed me as Hermione so <laughs> yep yep mm-hmm yeah. I mean, sometimes you Bitch. come in handy because when yeah. I don't know something, I'm like, Claire knows. I'm going to have her prove my point for me because I don't know how to say this. So sometimes it's useful, but sometimes it really is annoying. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like how that one time when you came, well, yeah, you came down when your mom had that Christmas thing at the high school with all of her students and you were in the kitchen talking to my dad. I was like, Claire, we have to leave in like 15 minutes. Otherwise we're not going to make it. We're going to be late. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even remember what we were talking about at that point, but yeah, we were both on like the same kick of like interests at that point. I think it was Tim Ferriss probably, but we were just, yeah. We were going on. Yeah, it was like Tim Ferriss and then I think like because I was in my room and the door was open because I was trying to get ready for the thing that you were dragging me to for your mother. And like, I think I heard like some political crap going on at some point. I was just like, okay, we need to go. <laughs> this is your mom's pageant, not mine. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. She leant forward, kissed his cheek and said, good, I'm proud of you before turning back to her list. Harry blushed at the affectionate gesture, looking relieved. I sent an owl this morning to Kingsley, telling him I'm taking a short leave from work. Maya frowned in concern. Harry, you don't have to do that. Your your training is very important right now. I want to, he said firmly. I know you're still Hermione, but you're my dad's sister now, too, and I kind of feel like I owe it to him to get to know you for, well for being Maya Potter. She beamed at him with tears welling in her eyes and hugged him tightly. You're wonderful, Harry, just like your dad. Pulling away, she wiped at her eyes. You didn't tell Kingsley. I told him I'd tell him the details later, Harry assured her. And he was okay with that? Remus asked. Harry shrugged. I'm the chosen one. Comes with perks sometimes. (laughs) Maya clenched her fists, and the teacups on the counter shattered. The broken shards were still vibrating on the counter when she felt Remus's calming hand on her shoulder. That reminds me of that one scene in the movie when they're in the library and she smacks him with a book. Apparently there was a... But uh, I am the chosen one. Yeah. Apparently there was an outtake where she accidentally, like... Apparently, she wasn't actually supposed to hit him. She was just supposed to swing and he was supposed to duck and it just looks like it because that's acting because you don't actually hit people. 
but he didn't duck fast enough and she just walloped him in the back of the head and he was like ah and then they were like cut and he was like oh god like that really hurt but she also immediately was like oh my god dinner are you okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly because that's that's just the way emma is yeah she's great. yeah well i thought the video of her in the very first movie like where she was mouthing other people's lines as they were saying yes. <laughs> it's the funniest that makes me laugh so hard i like i love when actual nerds are in movies so like mm-hmm. she fully embodied it and was sitting there mouthing everybody's lines and then um i think it was ewan mcgregor in uh, star wars when he was playing Obi-Wan, they had to keep cutting his audio because when he would do the lightsaber battles, he'd he go, would go zoom, zoom. <laughs> Yes! He's talked about that on Graham Norton. I love Graham Norton videos. He gets the best crap out of people. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry, it's a really long chapter. I didn't realize. Lies. Oops. Life and lies. Claire Fierro. It is, though, and I didn't realize. Tentatively, Harry said, Uh, Hermione? She swallowed, her throat feeling dry as magic burned beneath her skin. I'm sorry, Harry. Remus stepped closer behind her, kissing the top of her head. I'll leave you two to talk. I apparently have some shopping to take care of, he said, and snatched the list from the counter before leaving. Hermione? Harry stepped forward and placed a hand on her shoulder. What's going on? I'm so sorry, she whispered. You grew up without them, and I did nothing to stop that from happening. Hey guys, we had to take a break due to a small child needing help. But we are coming back in here, so hopefully it'll be fairly... Maya clenched her fists, and the teacups on the counter shattered. The broken shards were still vibrating on the counter when she felt Remus's calming hand on her shoulder. Tentatively, Harry said, Uh, Hermione? She swallowed, her throat feeling dry as magic burned beneath her skin. I'm sorry, Harry. Remus stepped closer behind her, kissing the top of her head. I'll leave you two to talk. I apparently have some shopping to take care of he said, and snatched the list from the counter before leaving. Hermione? Harry stepped forward and placed a hand on her shoulder. What's going on? I'm so sorry, she whispered. You grew up without them, and I did nothing to stop that from happening. Harry frowned. Can I ask why? She sighed. A lot of reasons. At first, I was terrified of making the future worse if I tried to change something. You know how sensitive time magic can be, and I had the fear of it driven into me during our third year. She turned around to face him, but refused to make eye contact. My mum, er, Doria Potter, she knew where I came from. She told me that if I'd try to change something, stop him from dying, death would just take someone else, or maybe it would still take Jamie, and the next time he would suffer. I did the calculations, even spoke to a seer. You? Harry likely would have laughed had they been talking about any other subject. You spoke to a seer. She rolled her eyes. I was desperate. 
Every calculation of a potential future made things worse. We would lose the war. Jamie was a pure Gryffindor. If I'd done something different and things had turned out worse because of it, if he found out that it was because of him, Merlin, I don't even want to think of what. In the Forbidden Forest, Harry interrupted her. When I died, I had the Resurrection Stone with me, and I, I saw my parents. Maya, of course, knew this. Harry had told her what had happened in the forest after the war, though then she had only been Hermione Granger, who had no connection to the Potters, save for Harry himself. They were okay. I mean, they were peaceful, you know, all smiles and support for what I was doing. I'm not angry with you for not saving them, Hermione. She did not burst into tears like she had done the night before, but when her eyes prickled, she quietly wiped away the signs of sadness with the back of her hand. I couldn't lose you, she said, finally looking up to meet his worried stare. I'm not like you, Harry. I didn't do it to save the world. I did it because there wasn't any way to guarantee that you'd survive, and I... Harry, I loved Jamie, but you were... She nervously bit her bottom lip. It's because of you that he even became my brother to begin with, because you were there in my heart first. Harry moved forward and hugged her close to him. It's okay, he promised her. I wish they'd been around, but honestly, I don't remember having them, so sometimes when I miss them, I guess I'm just missing what I feel like I should have had. But if there was any chance that something could have gone worse, even the slightest chance, I'm glad you did what you did. I don't blame you. What if you'd saved them and then accidentally erased yourself from history, from my life? You would have had your parents, she answered as she pulled away from him. But not you, Hermione. You are my family, Harry insisted. Apparently, literally. He added with a grin that grew when she laughed. You are my best friend and my sister, and you were the most important person in my life, but please don't tell Ron or Ginny that. They both laughed at that, and Maya hugged him again. I love you, Harry. I feel this same way about you. No, you don't. You love Sirius more. He loves you too. I kind of made him choose between you and me last night he confessed, looking embarrassed. Her smile faded immediately. You did what? Harry James Potter! He chose you, he said quickly, putting his hands up as though preparing for an attack, which is what he was supposed to do. If he'd chosen me, I would have hexed him and then told him to leave you alone. Instead of frowning, she smiled wryly and shook her head. That's cruel. He would have rathered you hexed him. Harry grinned, looking far too pleased with himself. What did my dad think, he asked, about you and Sirius? Maya hesitated as the memory of her drunk brother came into her mind. <laughs> the images of Sirius and Remus bleeding on opposite sides of their dorm room were still very vivid. <laughs> In the beginning, he was furious. Ask Sirius about the scar he's got on his shoulder. Harry paled. What? She shrugged. Jamie was very protective of me, and Sirius had a reputation. 
Yeah, I know about Sirius's reputation. You were okay with that? She shook her head. No, not entirely, but... Sirius had a rough life back then, and I wasn't going to play mind healer to him when I had my own issues, in addition to trying to keep your dad out of trouble and handle Remus's werewolf problems. I don't hold Sirius's past against him, though. I would never. His experiences have made him into the man he is, good and bad. I love him completely. So my dad eventually approved? She smiled, remembering Lily's intervention. He practically forced us together in the end. Sirius and I... The soul bond pretty much means we're fated and Sirius... Yeah, he told me he didn't like that. Harry interrupted. He really didn't. She emphasized with wide eyes. By the beginning of seventh year, James, Lily, and Remus were sick of us, and your mum tricked us into confessing our feelings for one another. Once that happened, he was it for me. We joined the Order together and then moved into a flat together with Remus. Where were my parents? She laughed. They were in their own home being disgustingly in love with each other. Harry smiled and then appeared nervous before he asked, Can you tell me something real about them? All Sirius and Remus tell me is how amazing they both were, and then Snape's memory showed them in, well... A really bad light. I feel like I don't know who they really were because everyone I've ever met that's known them is exaggerating or, I don't know, biased? Maya smiled brightly, remembering that when she had first arrived in 1971 and met James and Lily, this was what she was hoping she would eventually would be able to do. A pensive could be used later for the important moments she wanted Harry to see, but she was thrilled to be able to tell her best friend the truth about his parents. Your mother used to collect werewolf romance novels. <laughs> I like how that's the first thing she tells him. Like, oh, you want to know something real about your mom? She read werewolf smut. I, but like, he asked for something real, and that's, like, the most weird off-base thing. Like, yeah. Like, it's, that's such a weird, like, that's not something you would readily admit to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, she or was your kid. Smart. She was kind. She collected Pokemon cards and her favorite was Jigglypuff. Like, that's something weird and real. And also, you can judge somebody on that. <laughs> right. Like, it's not just, it's not something you would find in an obituary. It's not something you would find, I don't if know. my obituary doesn't say I was an avid reader of smut, I don't want it. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Well, it depends. If my mother's still alive, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise... <laughs> Anyway, Harry's mouth fell open. You're kidding. Maya grinned so widely that her cheeks hurt. She could just imagine the look on Lily's face having Harry find out about her little secret. I'm really not. I teased her about it mercilessly. Harry laughed. What about my dad? He didn't like werewolf romances. She answered. Oh, shit. <clears throat> He didn't like werewolf romances, she answered, while holding back a laugh at her own personal inside joke. He did, however, steal Mum's jewelry and sent it to Lily over school breaks. Lily would send it back, and Mum would take away his broom. Looking happier than she could remember, Harry said, Sirius says he has a bunch of pictures locked in his room that we can look at later. Maya nodded, 
I'd love to. I'd like to find him first. It had not taken long for Harry and Maya to track down Sirius. With his bed occupied by the pair of them during the night, he had relocated himself to the library, where he had shifted into Padfoot and curled up on a rug in front of the fireplace. Maya smiled affectionately at the still-sleeping dog. She looked to a nearby table where her birthday presents were still stacked from the night before, and, next to them, lay her original wand. She grinned at the sight of it and reached out, placing her second wand beside it, noting the similarities between the two as well as the slight difference in length. She turned and winked mischievously at Harry before stretching her arms in front of her and shifting into her animagus form. The little fox looked up at Harry, her ears twitching slightly as she wove in between his feet, her long bushy tail curling around his leg. Harry's eyes were wide and he grinned at the sight of her, covering his mouth to quiet a laugh as the dog on the rug in the corner snored softly. Maya crept over besides Padfoot, turning once before curling up beside him, resting her narrow muzzle on his large black paws. Hours later, Remus and Harry sat at the entrance of the library, peering inside at Sirius and Maya, who were cuddled together on the sofa. Sirius, with his head in her lap, looking up into her face as though she hung the very stars in the sky. Maya was running her fingers through Sirius's hair like it was the finest silk, smiling down at him with complete love and adoration. "'I don't think I've ever seen Sirius so happy,' Harry commented thoughtfully as they left the library and began walking back to the kitchen to put away the items Remus had purchased earlier from the apothecary for Maya, as well as the few things he had snagged from the sweet shop. I don't think Hermione's ever been so relaxed, either. Remus smiled, inwardly reflecting on the perpetual tension in his shoulders that seemed to have eased overnight. This is how they always used to be. He was crawling in her lap like that on our very first train ride to Hogwarts. Noticing the way Harry's gaze lingered back towards the other room, Remus asked, How are you doing? Harry shrugged, sticking his hands in his pockets. I think I'm okay. She's still Hermione. I was worried she wouldn't be. Don't get me wrong, she's different. A little scarier, but she seems happier. I think growing up with you, Sirius and my parents, was good for her. Was her life good? Remus nodded immediately. It was very good. Of course we had our issues, but it wasn't anything like what you had to go through. He told the boy as he put the stewed aconite sprigs into the potions cupboard, locking it with a personal spell, just in case. After not having Wolfsbane for over a year now, he was not going to risk the chance of not having it again during the next full moon, because someone in the house mistook it for something else. Things weren't that bad until the war really began, but even then we had each other, and we were never really at the heart of it like you were forced to be, not until we joined the Order. I'm sorry you had to go through that, Harry. Harry shook off the sympathy. It's okay, Remus. I'm, I'm okay. I'm actually... actually really glad she got a second chance. I always felt like being my friend had taken away so much of her life, but look at her now. She's beautiful. She always was before, but now... I'm kind of happy she's with Sirius, otherwise I might feel the need to lock her up somewhere. Remus laughed along with Harry. She'd hex you for thinking it. Thank you. For what? You did this. You sent her back. Harry smiled and turned to look as Sirius and Maya came walking towards the kitchen. 
look at them, Remus. They really are happy, or they were happy a, a few minutes ago, he said, uncertainly as Maya stormed past them all with a deep scowl on her face, amber eyes flashing dangerously in the light. Hey, uh, <clears throat> what's going on? Remus asked, stepping in front of Sirius. Nothing, Mooney, Sirius growled. It is not nothing, Maya snapped from over Remus's shoulder. Max. It was 19 years ago, witch. It was last night to me, you arse. You seriously want to finish an argument we started almost two decades ago? Sirius waved his hands dramatically. You're that controlling and obsessive. Maya... Yes. <laughs> I mean... If you had the chance to finish an argument you'd started 20 years prior with all you know now, wouldn't you want to? Except she's really only had, like, 24 hours to sleep on it. But still. <laughs> we do it all the time. I am awesome at closing arguments in the shower that I had six months prior. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hannah Beth is just like, that tracks. <laughs> no, I do the same thing. Or yes. while well, I'm getting ready, should have said this stupid. Yeah. Or, or the other thing is like when I pull punches during the actual argument with whoever I'm arguing with because I don't want to hurt their feelings. But then, like, petty me, that's a little bit of mm-hmm. a lot of a Slytherin bitch really just wants to just, I know, really, really, really well. Where I can and punch and hit real hard. Real hard. And, and I and just... I, mm. And I know, I just know that if I had made those comments in real life, they wouldn't have had a comeback. For sure. <laughs> but also, we may not have a relationship anymore, whatever that relationship was. So, like, I choose the relationship over... But, yeah. <laughs> over winning. But there's definitely a huge part of me that's like, but I could have won. Anyway. Zedetic time. <laughs> I'm fine. This is fine. Maya growled viciously and pointed to the door that led into the back garden. Get outside. Realizing his position, Remus ducked out from between them before he became collateral damage. He and Harry watched the couple as they stormed out the door, pausing only to decide who got to go through the door first, which appeared to be a battle in itself before Sirius finally relented and, with a dramatically sarcastic bow, allowed her through. Before either could even get a word out, we- Weemus. Weemus! We miss waved his wand. Sorry. Mowage is what brings us <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Remus waved his wand, casting a silencing charm at the open door so that neither he nor Harry had to listen to whatever was about to happen. Is everything okay? Harry inquired, worriedly. They'll be fine, Remus assured him. Sirius and Maya faced off against one another as though they were preparing to duel. He pointed at her repeatedly, and she yelled back at him, the ends of her hair sparking. He rolled his eyes and turned away from her, folding his arms across his chest, which was the wrong thing to do as she stormed toward him, spun him around, and then shoved him in the chest. 
He stumbled, growled, and then grabbed her by the shoulders, pulling her towards him and kissing her hard on the lips. She reacted immediately, returning the kiss until she apparently realized that he had done it to distract her. She pulled away from him and slapped him across the face, though not nearly as hard as she had done the night before. <laughs> I feel like I've been confunded. Okay, so Kat's just hairy at this point. <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. So you know the theory that anything in fan fiction can happen because Harry is completely the most oblivious. Un- most oh no no! It's not that he's oblivious. Ob- he's the most unreliable storyteller, and also super unobservant when yes. he's not paying attention very specifically to really little things. Yes, yes, he's not good at linking hints together. You can't give him hints. Ta-da! <laughs> you can't give him hints. You have to just tell him. Anyway, cat's yes. hairy. That's my point. Oh my god, I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing. Do you know how many people have wanted to be Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm Harry <laughs> Potter. You are. It's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh my god. I don't want... <laughs> I don't want to be Harry Potter. But he's so sassy. <laughs> But he has a lot of money in Gringotts, so maybe I can trade that for American dollars and see how much it comes out to, and then I can have. You keep saying, "But he's so sassy," or "But he's a," and I'm like, "You're just proving your point further." I don't. Exactly. Like, she's got the sass master part down. Only child. I just want. I just want him for his money. That's all I. I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> I say is she a gold digger? She got no brokey broke. I ain't saying she no gold. I ain't saying she a gold digger, but inflation's at nine percent percent. Oh my anyway. god! I feel the dead of time. You have anyway. To say the it. dead of time. <laughs> I was listening to the episode the other day where she's like, "You have to say anyway." The dead of time. Hannah Beth needs this. You're gonna stress her out, and she's about to have a baby. <laughs> and Hannah Beth is just like, "I don't think I ever said it stressed me." <laughs> it was it was wonderful. It's one of my like favorite cat <laughs> moments on this show because the dark wizard was on too, and it was just the entire. Also, I was very was pregnant. Wonderful. You were very pregnant. We were like <laughs> rushing to finish this season before Colin arrived. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that we had the fact that we were able to stack episode we were doing double recordings every week leading up to mine and yours. But the fact that we barely tripped like, I think we had maybe one or two episodes come out late in both seasons as a result of it. But other than that, like, not bad for having two out of three on maternity leave inside of a six-month period. <laughs> yeah, I will say, at least for the season when Colin was born, it helped that he was born on a Fire Whiskey Friday. So the mm. episode for that week was already done until I had some time to, like get home and get settled and get everything happening and yeah anyway oh yeah let it be known she did not have stacked episodes pre-edited for yeah like i think you had the episode for the day he was born and that was it 
Mm, so like no, I had one after no, that. You you had one after that, but yeah, you had you had for me. I think we had like a two or three week lead. Yeah, I had stuff edited. No, no, in it was the longer can. than that because I think we finished recording through like the end of June, and I yeah. had him at the beginning of June. So like, but yeah, we I had like a four week lead time on mine, and but we didn't. I didn't have them all edited. I had a, I had like two or three ahead of the time edited. Yeah, but I yeah, yeah there was only we were only one or two ahead. Yeah, for yeah. Colin. Anywho, the dead of time. Anyway, the dead of time. So Cat doesn't yell at me. <laughs> She's sitting there ruling over it. she oh she always appears at the top so it's like she's in charge because i am in charge i run the world girls <laughs> yes squirrel just like the other day when i was at work they were like yeah just leave Catherine in charge and i'm like okay well then all the sheriffs are wearing purple now no more green <laughs> okay done i will say i don't know is, was this a universal thing in like 2012 where there was like a who won the world squirrel? Like, do, <laughs> I all, don't that remember thing? that at all, but that also would have been, no, that was the year before I joined the army. So there's like a solid three month chunk of cultural knowledge I missed out on because I was in basic training. We know. Yeah. Be- because you didn't know about what does the fox say. You remember my tangents, probably because I've said it like four times, but that's fine. Just, just twice on the podcast. But anyway, yeah, so uh, that was a thing with a friend group in college where I think it's like an interview with somebody, like maybe Anna Kendrick, who says that. That sounds about right. And it just like, they the like latched Squirrel. squirrels. And so they like latched onto it. They call themselves the squirrels for a really long time. Like it was just like a whole like noted thing in my college years anyway noted anyway the dead of time i feel like i've been confunded harry said are you sure they're in love i mean 20 minutes ago i'd have said yes but oh they're in love remus laughed at the sight of his friends arguing i've never known two people more so other than maybe your parents when curiosity got the better of him remus pulled down the silencing charm not my fault. You were babbling like a crazy person. I had half a mind to drop you off at St. Mungo's, woman. Half a mind? Maya scoffed. Let's not go exaggerating now. Remus winced and threw the silencing charm back up. My mom and dad weren't like this, were they? Harry asked anxiously. Remus laughed. Merlin, no. James worshipped the very ground Lily walked on. If she ever slapped him in the face, he'd thank her and ask her for another. Something that had happened on occasion. James went out of his way to shower Lily with affection. While Sirius purposefully provoked Maya because he said she was uninhibited when she was angry. Maya fought back because Sirius was the only one of us who didn't treat her like glass. Don't misunderstand what they're doing right now, Harry. They're both enjoying this. Harry looked unconvinced. (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew it was coming. Please tell me you know the gif of the frog that's just going... (laughs) 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 That's how I pictured... I couldn't even see her, but like that's what I pictured is the Mm. frog. I love you. I'm not saying you look like a frog, but... All I can picture is, like, that first, like, opening scene in P.S. I Love You where they're arguing. She's like, it doesn't count when you're buying Marc Jacobs from Minneapolis. (laughs) 
kiss mine in English. I will say that that that's yeah them fighting like in PS I love you totally it's exactly like that yes. all I can picture right now that they're like oh my god I love you shut up it's totally how I'm sorry that's my favorite kiss mine in English <laughs> I don't remember that quote I, I watch that movie a lot especially during my mm. no one wants to fuck with me time because yeah, that makes the sense. The dark and twisty place. We've all been there. I have only watched it maybe once or twice, both times. What? No, the first time I got forced into watching it, not knowing that it was sad, which was cruel. Um, the second time I watched it because I needed to, like, I knew my body needed to cry and I couldn't make myself cry. Ooh, okay, that brings me into a, let's bring the uh, fire whiskers into this. If you needed to cry on demand, what movie scene would you watch? Because for me, and I, I, I would have said it was Amos Diggory's, that's my son, that's my boy, but I watched it today and I didn't cry. So, um. Memes ruined that one yeah, for me. I, yeah. It's not. I, I watched it too many times. The one that will, I, I watched it the other night. Uh, on YouTube and immediately started sobbing. Um, or no, it popped up on Facebook. Sally Field, Steel Magnolias, after the funeral. When she's talking about how it should have been her first instead of her daughter, Shelby. That one. And then, of course, you immediately start laughing because. Thanks, Claire. I've <gasps> never seen that movie. Thank I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen it in full. Thanks. I mean, I, I, that movie is like 30 years old. <laughs> no, it's not like, I know some of the basic storyline components. I'm just saying like, I've only ever seen it in pieces. I've never seen it in one watch through. Cat, how did Which I fail my... you that bad? You failed me. I did. <laughs> Have you down. seen Divine, Sis- Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood? Nope. Nope. <gasps> <laughs> You failed me Okay, twice. so we're not sleeping in Orlando. We're watching movies. What else What else you got? I've never seen Fried Green Tomatoes either. I've seen that one. It, I'm going to be honest, it was forgettable. See, she doesn't make me watch all these, but she makes me watch Boondock <laughs> Saints, which I hated. Like, I don't like all these Irishmen shooting people. Like, Y'all I know you're mad at me, but... The trifecta of Southern romance? The, no, the, the, I, so, wait, brother no. drama? What, what? No. What? Oh, because you've seen... Green Tomatoes. Towanda. Um, but it's been a long time. I was in early high school, I think. Well, Kat, you um, have homework. Mine is when Ellie dies in... Oh, Ooh. yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Yep. Every oh, time. Oh, God. And the end of the notebook. Because I am the old man. The end of the notebook doesn't get me anymore. I. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I feel like it still would, but... I have a hard time watching the notebook at all because both of my grandparents have Alzheimer's. Mm. Had Alzheimer's. And so it's it it's too real. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what yep, I mean? Yep, like, yep, I, yep. It's, I can't suspend disbelief and enjoy the movie. Also... It's 
so hokey now. I don't know why. I really liked the book, The Notebook. Well, you know what this means. Hannah Beth thinks The Notebook is trash, (laughs) trash, trash. Not for her. (laughs) I did this the other day. I did this in the car the other day. And it's a trash to myself. And I'm not a cat. That's wonderful. I love you guys. Uh, and also shout out to Shelby Essery, who was named after Shelby in Steel Magnolias. <laughs> um, for Is she really? She I is, didn't know that. Uh, for giving cat pearls to wear to clutch. That was the best thing ever. I, we've gotten some really great things from fans. It's the best fan mail we've ever seen. That one made me laugh the I hardest. Know. And I'm so sorry to one of our listeners that your Christmas card sat in there for almost yes, a year. Yes, if you send us stuff, please let us know because we really don't get mail that often. So making the trek out to the U.S. Post Office, like I, I don't always have to go there to send cat stuff. Sometimes I can just send it from my yeah. home. So yes, if you are sending us fan mail, just leave us a comment on the Facebook page so we'll go check the box. Or DM the page. Yeah, or DM the page yeah. or something like that. Let us know because... Uh, because ever since my Poshmark has gone down, I don't go to the post office nearly that much anymore, so I don't check. I had to go in that highlight I made on our Instagram to know what my box number was oh because my God. I forgot. That's hilarious. And it's not on the keys. It's key. not on the keys, no. Um, I know where my... So people can't steal your yeah. keys and use it, yeah. by the way. That's a security reason. Yeah, no, it is. But, like, I know where my box is located, Mm. So mm. I just go to where mm-hmm. it's located. I don't actually have to remember the number. Yeah, but anyway, I feel that. Anyway, the dead of time. Jesus, we're gonna get through this. Yeah, because yeah, I cat's t- Oh my god! Also, this episode's gonna, gonna be, be super atrocious. Long. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because Claire did show up her audio early, so her audio was like three hours long. <laughs> no, not that reason. It's gonna be atrocious because there's a we lot of tangents. For- for over an hour earlier. Uh, no, it, it was like 45 minutes earlier. So, Well, hopefully you and Jimmy weren't talking smack about people and Hannah Beth can overhear <laughs> And Hannah Beth oh is like... <laughs> I was going to just delete it, but now. <laughs> that bitch retreats. <laughs> Gotta go find the tea. <laughs> From the Fiero household. It's like it's diving just in like, Boston Harbor. <laughs> it's probably going to just be like noises yeah. from the background of, i think i had the door closed so you won't hear anything james but. moving around and squealing the garage door and squealing and yes dog and yes harry looked unconvinced trust me you'll know when they're really fighting he glanced around the room and winced at the various photographs on the wall the vases on the mantle and the glass sh- <laughs> you okay quit reading ahead <laughs> What's, no, what's great is she sorry. doesn't even know. <laughs> no, like, the, on the, the dark wizard just no. The dark wizard just sent me this picture oh. and it said somebody called country music farm emo and I can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's impossible. My computer. <laughs> Do you listen to farm emo? I'm going to start asking some of the <laughs> wait, southerners wait, here. Wait, 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 Okay, that's even better is the fact that I've seen memes 
along the same lines, it was like, you know, the way that self-driving cars is happening, eventually there's going to be a country song about a truck that leads a dude. (laughs) (laughs) Farm evil! (laughs) My Chevy left me. (laughs) I named her Sydney. First my wife left me, then my dog, (laughs) and then my (laughs) F-150. Next thing I know, my combines left me too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Kat's now crying. (laughs) She's tired. She's tired. Don't die. He glanced around the room and winced at the various photographs on the walls, the vases on the mantel, and the glass shelves in the corner that housed Sirius's crystal whiskey decanter. There's a lot of glass in this house. Just then, at the same time, Sirius and Maya drew their wands on one another. Harry took a step forward. Remus, should we? No, Remus insisted, putting a hand on Harry's shoulder. It'll be over quick. Though they still remained unheard, Remus could easily see Sirius mouth a disarming charm, predictably. Maya's wand flew into his hand. Maya grinned deviously and drew a second wand from her pocket, aiming it at Sirius's chest. Sirius growled at her and, this time without even saying the word, disarmed her again, collecting a second vinewood wand. Sirius said something that Remus could not make out, but the look on his face told him that he was bragging, which was the wrong thing to do. Maya held out her palm toward Sirius and then flicked one finger at him, wantlessly casting a hex that knocked him to the ground, and then they both started laughing. Remus turned to Harry. "'Have you heard back from Kingsley about taking time off from training?' he asked, as though the scene outside was no longer happening. Harry stuttered for a moment, looking unsure of what to say. Before he had a chance to speak, Sirius was bursting back through the door, quickly moving past Remus and Harry, both of Maya's wands still in his hand. "'Give me back my wands, Sirius Black!' she screamed after him, darting through the door, pushing Remus and Harry aside. Sirius turned and pointed at her. "'No, you've had enough of enjoying two of everything!' He enunciated. (laughs) (laughs) It's the frog laugh. It's such a pervy laugh. It's so good. It's perfect. I sound like Ted from How I Met Your Mother when he sees (laughs) Boo. Yes. Yup. Yup. Nailed it. By the way, I missed my moment. Instead of saying, oh my god, I'm Harry Potter, I should have pulled the Guardians of the Galaxy and said, I'm Harry Potter, y'all. Oh, fun fact. Did you know Woody Harrelson's dad was a hitman and claimed to be a part of the JFK assassination? What the fuck was that train of thought? <laughs> Isn't Woody Harrelson the... I'm Mary Poppins. No. Oh, in no. that case, I don't know. No. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no. Okay, can I connect? I watched no. them. I watched them like really. I'm going to offend a lot of people if I say that. I watched an older movie the other day called uh, White Men Can't Jump. 
and it's Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading about it, and it was like Woody Harrelson's dad was a hitman and was arrested for murdering somebody. And I was like, holy, like he. He, like, knocked off a judge. <laughs> it's like, um... What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. No, like, his dad was a straight-up hitman, like, who murdered people for hire and attempted to kill the president alongside the guy who actually did. But there were two shooters. Lee Harvey also had... That one. Oh, I can't say that. I cannot believe you <laughs> thought Woody Harrelson was Mary Poppins, y'all guy. Oh, my God. God. Hannah Beth, look it up while oh I keep reading. My God. <laughs> Thank you. I just you thought <laughs> I'm broke cat. Mary Poppins. <laughs> just <touched> Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God, this is why we. My husband was like, why don't you guys just record at night? You always used to. And I'm like, well, one, uh, we have to wait for children to go to sleep. And then at that point, it's super late and cat fucking tired and now also we're all delirious <laughs> um i cannot believe it's james gunn oh no that is not james gunn wait no it's not <laughs> it's michael rooker thank you why does it say okay google is wrong <laughs> james gunn is the guy who directed the movie oh that's why Wait, is he related to the guy who played Kirk? Because they have the same They're brothers. Name. Yeah. Oh, no way! Okay, wait, wait, wait. The guy that played Kirk is who does all of the, like, moving around parts for Rocket. No kidding. No! Mm-mm. Bradley Cooper's who voices him, but, like, when... Yeah, I knew that, which I still can't believe. It but... doesn't sound like I don't remember his first name, oh. but whatever. The other gun brother, like, walks around on his knees so he's the right height as rocket so that there's a person as they move around with the guardians nice. oh yeah he dresses okay. up in, like all green uh uh-huh yeah uh-huh. with a little raccoon on his head nice like a hat that's amazing <laughs> you should look up you should look up behind the scenes videos it's delightful that sounds amazing <clears throat> all right uh, oh yes you've had enough enjoying to of everything He enunciated and grinned when her face turned red. Behind her, Remus rolled his eyes. I draw the line at... Hold on. Is that where Santa Claus comes from? What the fuck (laughs) is this episode? (laughs) No, sorry. Because when when you have kids, you see them when they're sleeping and you know when they're awake. So you're Santa Claus. Baby monitors. Baby Got monitors. It. Got it. I was Santa's like, a baby Santa monitor. Claus. I just... We're not allowed to do late night recordings yeah, see, ever this again. This is why. This is why. <laughs> My husband's like, I don't know what. You always used to do it before. That was before children, honey. And also, now we're all old. And that was before I had a job because I have to get up at 6.30 in the morning now. So I miss the days when I could Jimmy. sleep in until 6.30. My child woke me up at 5 this morning. That fucking sucks. I just put him back to bed at five. Oh, no. No, no. He's up to play. He sat quietly. He grabbed a book off of his bookshelf, which I thought was far enough away, but I guess the book was, like, overhanging the top a bit. So he literally reached through the bars, grabbed it, and he sat there and he read his book quietly for, like, 30 minutes. 
well, that's fun. Yeah, no, so it was great. So I slept a little. All right, anyway, wrap yes. this shit up. Wrap this shit up. Oh my god, the dead of freaking effing time. <laughs> freaking effing. Sorry. <laughs> and we have a title. <sighs> no, it's of Harry Potter, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maya chased after Sirius, both yelling at one another once. Oh wait, no, I didn't get to say the line because I couldn't get my voice deep enough. <clears throat> He enunciated and grinned when her face turned red. Behind her, Remus rolled his eyes. I draw the line at two wands. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I mean, he didn't before. <laughs> he had two of those. We broke cat. <laughs> uh, two wands. Two wands. Oh my god. Two wands, one butterbeer. Oh. <laughs> For the record, I've never read that line as dirty until just just now. now. Yeah. Okay. Maya chased after Sirius, both yelling at one another once again until their shouts were silenced by the slam of the front door. Slowly, Remus and Harry followed them, taking their time to allow the couple a chance to cool off. How did you and Hermione, uh, Maya, meet? Harry asked. On the train to Hogwarts, Remus replied. She recognized me because of my scars and just walked right into my compartment, insisting that we were going to be friends. I was terrified, he said with a laugh, remembering how he thought he would infect her upon contact until she lured him out of his compartment. I wasn't sure what it was going to be like to be around so many people in my condition. I just wanted her to leave. Harry grinned. How'd she change your mind? "'Bribed me with sweets, of course,' Remus said with a smirk as he opened the front door of Grimmauld Place to find Sirius and Maya sitting on the steps. Sirius's arms draped over her Sirius's arm uh, draped over her shoulders. "'See, I told you they—' Harry interrupted him. "'Hold on for one minute,' he shouted, and stormed out the front door and down the steps where he turned to face Maya and Sirius. "'Hermione, you're smoking?' Maya was leaning against Sirius's chest, two wands sticking out of her pocket, and a slender cigarette between her fingers. Sirius, meanwhile, was lighting his own. Only when I'm stressed out. So often, Sirius teased. Shut up. She turned and glared at him. You got me into the habit. Merlin, Harry ran a hand through his hair. Sirius, what other bad habits did you teach her? Sirius grinned slyly and opened his mouth. Before he had a chance to speak, however, Maya had her hand over his lips. Don't you dare. He chuckled and pulled at her wrist until she let him go. He leant in, grinning, and kissed her. Merlin, I've missed you. So you two are okay? Harry asked. Remus smiled as he sat down beside Maya. I told you this is normal behavior. Actually, Sirius said with a mischievous grin, this is more like normal behavior. He flicked his cigarette away, disposing of Maya's as well, tossing it into the street, before he turned and wrapped his arms around her, practically pulling her onto his lap where he kissed her deeply, not even trying to hide it when he slipped his tongue into her mouth. Harry grimaced at the sight. Remus chuckled. I'm grimacing at the sight. Remus chuckled and shook his head at the pair. What the bloody hell is this? Sirius and Maya broke apart at the shout. 
Ron and Ginny stood down the footpath a ways, staring wide-eyed at the sight of Maya in Sirius's lap, his hands tightly gripping her arse. And scene. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, poor cat. Praise Merlin. Poor cat. Cat's tired. But also very excited that the next... Oh, I just realized what up. But yes. Oh, God, this is such a good chapter. All right. Yes. So the next... We, we did. We planned I know, we this. We but anyway, next chapter, super exciting. Also going to be read live with all of us together. Cat, please don't forget your microphone. Uh, not that you will, because you're the only one of us that doesn't have ADHD. Ooh. But anyway. Yes, and because I'm a weirdo, and when I vacation, I make a packing to-do list of crap that I need, and I check it off as I put it in my bag, because yeah. I'm insane. Yes. Wait. Yeah. No, do that. Is that weird? Always do that. I, that's... I, I, that's... I Is pack in pack packing cubes. I don't think so. I, I don't... so that I can separate things out and I can pull out the cube with my pajamas and I can pull out the cube with my well, outfits. I said that in my in the interview when I was interviewing for this job and Kenny's cousin starts laughing at me and she's like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing because I do the exact same yes. thing. <laughs> yeah. It's I, great. I legitimately don't know how to pack without a list. So I yes. don't. Mm-mm. I would break. Mm-mm. I would forget everything, including, like, underwear and toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, which I'm not going to do because I'm actually packing a brand new toothbrush, so it's already packed. Uh, I'm a little obsessive because I don't want to forget anything for this trip. But anyway. Oh, speaking of toothbrushes, Hannah Beth, replace your toothbrush. She asked you to remind her, didn't Why you? Why am I getting... No, because since you had, were sick and had COVID, if you don't replace your toothbrush, then you increase your risk for reinfection because it's already on your toothbrush. So get a new oh, toothbrush. Oh, shit. And this has been public health service announcements from Kat. I was like, why am I getting called out like this? I mean, like- <laughs> yeah, because like when I, no, because like when I was doing my dad's like stuff for his social media and educating people, I read this fact about when you're sick you should get a new toothbrush when you're better because that can increase your risk of reinfection. And I asked him if that's true. And he was like, yeah, after you get sick, when you're better, you should get a new toothbrush. And I'm like, oh my God. So get a new toothbrush. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's thank our patrons. Now we'd like to thank our July foxes. We'd like to thank Lisa, Muggle Trucker, Tyler Maria, Anthony, Professor Magana Got It Going On, Claire soothes my ADHD goblin brain. Jade, Tori, Camille, Leanne, Sierra, Stacy, Morgan, Kiara, Sandra, Bridget, Martina, Kayla, Shannon, Lynn, Claire, Nicole, Kenny, Jackie, Amber, Jordan, Ryland, Diana, Matthias, Ash, Carissa, Rachel, Kaylin, Ashley Lynn, April, Kara, Audrey, Kara, another one for the baby jar, Sarah, Melissa, Catherine, Cassie, Crystal, Cauldron Mist, Ryder, Nina, Dan, Samantha, Sylvia, Shauna, Miriam, Kendra, Jillian, Crystal, Misha, Becky, Chris, Sarah, Crystal, Frau Holly, Matthew, and Jasmine. Thank you one last time to our July Patreons, and we will see you next. Fire Whiskey Friday, whoop how. This bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The audacity. Oh my god.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday. Mm-hmm.